It's Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. We pray, Father, that we will be doers of the Word and not just hearers, Father. Commit our hearts, our minds, and our souls unto you, Father, that we might be about our Father's business. That we might be, as the old folk used to say, that we might get right, church, and let's go home, Father. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name, the church said, amen. And amen. Amen. And amen. Bethlehem. Oh, that sounds good. Let's do that again. Bethlehem. Amen. That is our mission throughout this year, and this year is is passing so quickly. Uh, but we always want to keep the main thing, the main thing. And who is him? Amen. And Clay, somebody get it twisted. Amen. And amen. Uh, We're looking and always want to look to the vision that God has given us as a church. We see the west view is the top of the church and we see the north view. And we're always are going to raise this vision before you. We see what it looks like on the inside of the church. And we're always going to raise this before you because you have to see it before you see it. Amen? It's called faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you have to see it before you see it. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or oh, neighbor, can you see it yet? You have to see it before you see it. We're continuing in this month, which has been designated Make Him Known Through the Sanctuary. Make Him Known Through the Sanctuary. And we have our newsletters, and we want you to take those newsletters home and We have an article that's going to go really well in the newsletter with this morning's message. But we've been standing on all month long. Exodus chapter 36, verse 3. They received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites have brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. 
And the people continually or continue to bring free will offerings morning after morning. The people continue to bring free will offerings morning after morning. This morning we're going to share a message entitled A Proclamation to End the Hesitation. A Proclamation to End the Hesitation. And we're going to look at Second Chronicles chapter 24 verses 1 through 14. Second Chronicles chapter 24 verses 1 through 14. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. In Jesus name. I believe it may be. Five or four slides up there. This is the NIV. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. Second Chronicles 24. And uh, we're going to read this morning four through twelve. Amen. Amen. One, two, three. Go to the town of Judah and collect the money due annual from to repair the temple of the Lord. Do it now. The Levites did not act at once before the king summoned Jehoiada, the, the chief priest, said to him, I will do some work. At Jerusalem, the tax imposed by Moses, the servant of the Lord, and by the assemblies of Israel for the tenth of the covenant law. And the son of his woman at Gleliel, he broken unto the temple of the law, and produced even the sacred objects. Ink, man, chest of At the gate of the temple of the Lord, a proclamation was issued in Judah and Jerusalem, and they should bring to the Lord the tax had required of Israel in the wilderness. All the officials and all the people brought their contributions gladly, dropping them into the chest until it was full. Whenever the chest was brought by the Levites, the king of Israel, said that it was a large amount of money. The royal stretched with the offering of the place. They did this regularly and collected a great amount of money. King Jehovah gave it to those who carried out. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, this morning, we're going to talk about a proclamation to end the hesitation. Second Chronicles 24. The context is 1 through 14. Amen. This morning, we're going to look on around three points. As the Holy Spirit gives utterance, we're going to talk about the resolution of the work. We're going to talk about the rebellion of the work. And we're going to talk about the rebuild of the work. The resolution of the work, the rebellion of the work, and the rebuild of the work. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should be quick 
to do the work of the Lord. Christians should be quick to do the work of the Lord. This morning we're going to talk about a tax that was levied, that was established by Moses. And this tax that was levied or established by Moses uh, was a tax to help keep the household of the Lord in good and perfect condition. But it seems like the people of God became so blessed that they forgot about the household of the Lord. And they stopped taking up uh, this tax that was levied upon or for the house of the Lord. Um, that would be like saying for us today that we just stop taking up our tithes and our offerings. And we mostly just put the money that we would do for the household of the Lord and we put it in our own house. And then some devastating things began to happen at the household of the Lord. The lights began to get cut off and the air no longer worked. And when it was time to baptize, we, we'd have to do an air baptism because there'd be no water. Hello, somebody. Amen. Oh, we just allowed the household of the Lord to, to go to waste because we stopped taking up our, our tithes and our offerings and we we stop asking for free will offerings and 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 when that happens the work of the Lord goes undone. Well, undoubtedly in this text the work of the Lord had had gone undone as it seems to be a pattern with the people of God in the Old Testament. They would be doing right at one time and then they would turn around and it's just like a roller coaster ride in the life of the people of God. Some kings would be born and they would turn from the household of the Lord and wouldn't have any kind of concern about it. Then there'll be some kings like in our text today who would begin to be concerned about the household of the Lord. And Joash was this good king who was concerned about the things of the Lord, who had a focus on the things of God, so much so that he made a resolution to work. This is where we come in verse 4. It says, sometime later, Joash decided to restore the temple of the Lord. Sometimes later, he turned towards the things of God. He turned towards the things of God. And I'm so glad that Proverbs let us know that when God wants to get some things done, he can move even in the hearts of the kings. Hello, somebody. 
For it says in Proverbs 21.1 that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and, and he directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. And, and, and God evidently moved in the heart of the king and the king and when you get the king right everybody else has to follow. That goes to show and to speak to the leaders of the church. If we get the leaders right if we become on one accord, well, well. then we can do and accomplish everything that God wants us to do and accomplish in building this new sanctuary. Right. And I'm so glad, oh Father, that there's some people whose hearts belong to the Lord. All right. yes, sir. Oh Father, because oh, and during many times there are always evil folk who can oh, see the things that they want to do for their own house. And they forget about God's house. We learned about that. Oh, David was a good man and God moved in his heart on Wednesday night and he said, here I sit in a house of cedar. Hello, somebody. Oh, but the house of the Lord is a tent. And he said, there's something wrong with that picture. I can't live better than God. I can't set a lifestyle or a standard oh better than God. I I can live in a palace, but 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 if I live in a palace, that means God must live in something even greater than the palace. And he has to turn the hearts of the people. He has to send the men of God sometimes, like in this verse in Haggai, oh, to get the people right. In Haggai 1, 2, and 4, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time uh, has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. You mean I can build my house and then the time of the Lord's house can't get built? Hello, somebody. Then the word of the Lord came from the prophet Haggai. It is time for you yourselves oh, to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains in ruin. It, 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 there's something wrong with that picture when God's house don't look better than my house. There's something wrong with that picture, even if it's even if it's close. David was a king. He said, "I am a king. I live in a palace." Oh, and we learned on Wednesday night that that God used that king to build one of the most splendid buildings on planet Earth in its time. Hello, somebody. And, his, and, 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 and he used David to collect the materials. And, and Solomon went on to build that material. And it was one of the great wonders of the earth in its time. Hello, somebody. Because God moved in the heart of the king. Oh, to do something about the house of the Lord. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And it was a resolution to do the work. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, do you have any resolve? Sadly, like on the point number two, uh, people rebel against the work of the Lord. This king in this text, it says in verse 5, he called together the priests and the Levites and said to them, go to the town of Judah and collect the money due annually from all Israel to repair the temple of your God. 
And he said this, do it now. But what happened? Levi's did not act at once. Hello, somebody. If God tells you to do something, it's through a revelation of a prophet. And in this text, it's a revelation from the king. If God tells you to do something, be quick to do it. Hello, somebody. Be quick to do it. Be quick to do it. I can remember growing up and mama, mama would, would tell me to do something. And you know, when, and sometimes you get a little too grown and you feel yourself. You know, mama, you sitting there looking at TV, you know, your favorite Sooner game on a Saturday afternoon and mama tell you to do something. And, and if and if you didn't get up at once, quick! Oh, she she has some motivation for you. <laughs> some of you may have had a mama. Oh, that was crazy, and her motivation was a, a extension card. Her her motivation was a shoe that she threw to knock you upside your head. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> because when mama said to do something, she didn't, she didn't want to sit there and wait till the commercial. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And this was before we had the DVRs so we could pause it. Oh, mama, when mama said do something, you better get up and do it right then, right there and right now. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Anybody, any one of y'all had a mama that could motivate you to do something quick? <laughs> oh, God, old church is telling us to do something. Hello, somebody. And it's not time for us to, oh, to wait for the commercial. Hello, somebody. <laughs> oh, it's not time for us to wait till it's a convenient time, you see. Oh, God is somebody that will tell you to do something. Oh, like Langston, I love to hear Dr. Whitlow, because Dr. Whitlow has a lot of history, and he shares history, and he tells about Langston University, uh, University and he said Langston University was built during the Depression. Hello, somebody. Oh, when a time when money was scarce, oh, it was done. And God is the only somebody that would say in a recession to do something. Hello, somebody. To do it and to do it quickly. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, it's time to do it. In Jesus' name. The king told him to do it. Hello, somebody. And he said, do it now. But the Levites did not act at once. Hello, somebody. He said, okay, what's, what's so wrong about hesitation? You know, we got priorities. And, you know, sometimes priorities take place even over the house of God. Uh, let's see how long that... <laughs> let, let's see how long this delay lasts. 2 Kings 12, 6. But by the 26th year of King jo uh, Joash, or the 23rd year, the priest what? Wow. Hesitation. <laughs> Hesitation. 
has a 20, 23 years. And one of the greatest challenges that it is to get us as a church to move is what? It's hesitating. They say, we've been talking about this for 20-something years. We've been talking about building for 20-something years. Oh, you've been hesitating for for 20-something years. Hello, somebody. That's the dangers of hesitation because it's easier to do nothing. Hello, somebody. And time will pass. Oh, quickly, especially when you're doing nothing. Oh, the devil don't want nothing to be done. It's, it's easier, oh, to hesitate. Oh, but when God tells us to do, we've got to do it quickly or else we'll get on this timetable. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If God says we can do it, guess what? We do it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Just get it done. If God says we can do it. Oh, the good thing about this is that, oh, the hesitation lasted longly. But uh, the miracle of this is that, oh, it did happen even after 23 years. Uh, oh, you said we've been talking for 20 something years. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true and that's right. But now is the time to move. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, now is the time to move in Jesus' name. Now is the time to move. A proclamation to end the hesitation. And when they finally began to to do what God says, when they finally came on one accord in what God would have them to do, there's something miraculous began to happen when they, and it's amazing, and we should know this in the church, when we do what God wants us to do, guess what? He helps out. In other words, he shows up and he shows out in Jesus' name. So when the people finally did what God told them to do, God showed out and those same folk that wasn't giving, guess what happened? Ooh, let me say that again. Let me say it again. Those same folk that wasn't giving. Hello, they started giving. Hello, somebody. And God is saying to oh, some of you who have been settling down on God uh, during this period in time, uh, for some of you who said, I ain't giving $110. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God is saying it's time to give. If you want to see God work, if you want to see God move, it's time to give. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, it's time to give. And we should be excited about giving. I get to be involved with the kingdom of God. And I get to join in with him. Uh, even as we learned in Sunday school. Uh, uh, God don't really need our money. But money is a signification of where your heart is. Hello somebody. And really he's just he's after your heart. Because if you give him your heart. He can get your money anytime. Hello somebody. Oh you'll be able to give a, a free will offering for the picnic. Hello somebody. If you have your heart. 
Hello, somebody. But but I'm encouraged that these people were able to get something done even after 23 years. I'm encouraged that these folks that wasn't giving or flip the script and start to give uh, and rebuild what the same folk. Uh, oh, where they said, oh, them folk ain't going to ever do nothing. They can't ever get nothing done. They, oh, preacher, you need to give it up. You've been preaching about it all the time you've been here. Oh, hello, somebody. The same folk. Who hesitate? The same folk that wouldn't give. The Bible says in verse 10, and all the officials, that's the leaders. And we as leaders, we've got to go first. I paid my 110 today. Hello, somebody. We got to go first. And all the people brought their contributions. What? Madly. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, the Lord loves a, a cheerful giver. Oh, and if you're mad about it, keep it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> if, if, if you're mad about it, don't even get into that drama. If you're that mad, keep it to yourself. Hello, somebody. But if you're glad about it, give it. Oh, this is an exciting time to me. This is a time where I believe that God is about to show up and show out. It's a, it's a time where he's about to get us to move. It's a time where he's saying he's, he's, he's making a proclamation to end the hesitation. Oh, to get on board with the program of what God is doing in this church. Get on board. Oh, and see him work and see him move. Get on board. Oh, because he's about to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we ask or can imagine because we're doing it for his glory. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, it's for his glory. And they brought their contribution gladly, dropping them into the chest until it was full. Hello, somebody. Verse 11 goes on to say, and whenever the chest was brought in by the Levites, or uh, to the king's officials, they saw that it was a large amount of money and the royal secretary and the officer of the chief priest would come and empty the chest and carry it back to his place. And then what? Did it say that the offering would end? Hello, somebody. <laughs> you see, if we're going to do this thing, we just can't give just uh, this Sunday. We've got to give what? Uh, regularly. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, we got to give regularly. Oh, if we want to build this building, oh, we've got to give uh, regularly. We've got to give uh, oh, regularly. We've got to give uh, regularly. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh neighbor, we've got to give regularly. And they did it regularly and collected a great amount of money. I said last week, oh, we've got some good news and we've got some bad news. The good news is we have everything that we need to build this building. The bad news is, is what? It's in your bank account. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And it's time for 
for us to get right church and let's go on and to do this for the kingdom of God to do this so that oh three generations three or four generations from now can be looking around and trying to figure out how they got this done in 2012 in the same way we look around there and try to figure out how they got this done oh when they were mates oh when when that's all they could do is be mates and 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 and, and blue collar workers and we look in amazement today wondering how they got it done oh and there's some folk up in here that are no longer mates there's some folk up in here that are no longer blue collar workers and guess what you've got to give proportionally to what God has given you in Jesus name to whom much is given what much is required of you in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you got to give in Jesus name someone like to always remind us is that we wouldn't even need a building fund if everybody were tied hello somebody Hello, somebody. If everybody decides to just give God a dime on every dollar, if everybody decides to tithe, we would need no building fund. Hello, somebody. And that's a regularly giving. Hello, somebody. Every week or every month, or some of you get paid once a month, if you could give regularly just a dime on every dollar, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, I can't afford a dime. And God will show up and show out. Many times we look at that dollar and give the dollar and wonder why we give the dollar. Oh, I've told this story many times before. Oh, a, a little baby girl looked at her mama and said, Mama, why? You always give a dollar. And her mama said, I don't know why. I saw my mama give a dollar. And then they went back and they asked the little baby girl's grandmama, Grandmama, why you uh, just give a dollar? And grandmama said, well, that dollar was my 10%. Hello, somebody. Oh, that do- oh, hello, somebody. And God took that dollar and built this building that we have here today. Took, oh, that dollar and built that building back there today. Oh, and he can take our dollars, which adds up to a lot more than what grandmama was making. Hello, somebody. Oh, the key is, oh, it's we've got to tie into, oh, the same God that grandmama tied into back then. The same God that big mama tied into back then. We've got to do do the same God because the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hello, somebody. He's the God of Abraham. Well, Abraham died. He's the God of Jacob. Jacob died. He's the God. Hello, somebody. Those folk uh, served God the best that they could and they died, but God carries on in the same God uh, that built this building. Oh, and the same God uh, that built that educational center is the same God uh, that's ready to build this new modern building in Jesus name, in Jesus name, give God a hand clap of praise, up in here, up in here but we've got to give regularly hello somebody say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor we've got to give regularly 
give regularly and then we've got as we shared last uh, week oh there's some folk in here that's waiting they have skill, skills they have gifts talents in a bit they just waiting for us to give them something to work with hello somebody there's some folk that do roofing in here there's some folk that do electrician stuff oh there's some folk that do design up in here and they just sitting back waiting on us oh to get ourselves together and to give them something to work with and when we do God is going to show up and show out in this place in Jesus name go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here a proclamation to end the hesitation hello somebody what are you waiting for hello somebody I know if you were at home and, 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 and you could be living in a nice house. But if God said you could have a new house, what would you do? You would do everything that God told you to do to get that new house. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You do everything. that God, said, God told me in a dream, woke me up in a dream to do it. You do everything. But that's because it's your house. Hello, somebody. So the question then begins uh, to ring. Whose house is this? And, and that's one reason why we, we give. Because they tell us that you take care of something more when you invest in it. Hello, somebody. I'm going to share this story, and we're going to go on and get ready to celebrate for next week. Um, always had a heart for the poor, and, and I ended up in a ministry in South Dallas called uh, World Impact. It was a ministry that ministered to uh, in urban areas and in what could be called the ghetto or the hood. And... and um, course we want to help folk out you know poor folk out we want to help them out and we would give them clothes and when we gave them clothes we've looked back in the back alley and they and see that some of those clothes that we gave were thrown away they couldn't appreciate it but then we started charging a dime and a quarter just something that they could afford and we noticed that the clothes no longer were thrown away because they invested in it. Hello, somebody. God is giving us an opportunity today to invest in our children's children's children by building this new sanctuary. We, 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 have an, we have an opportunity, again, to invest in our children's children's children. Hello, somebody. I remember we was watching a tape, and, and, and I think it was uh, Mother Jones' uh, children being baptized. And, and I think the camera was set back there, and the offering was going on, and people were walking around. And, and they said, and, and, you know, while they was watching the tape, that most of those people walking around are no longer with us. They've gone on to be with the Lord. But those people that were walking around, 
in many ways are still with us. Because they left a legacy. Hello somebody. This is their legacy. What they invested in the house of the Lord. Come here speak to me. Brother Floyd James and family. Hello somebody. Speaking today. Gone on to glory. But yet speaking today. Hello somebody. A legacy. Don't you want to leave a legacy? Oh, oh, to your children. Don't you want to live a, a, a legacy, a place uh, oh, where they can go and take, they can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and, and they can get heaven. Uh, oh, and not only that, uh, but a place uh, where they can come uh, and they can worship. Uh, they can seek God uh, because this place uh, and that place uh, will have the same name, uh, which means Bethlehem. And Bethlehem means what? Uh, the house uh, of prayer. Don't you want to feed your children's children's children to the third and fourth generation? Don't you want oh, to speak from your grave? Don't you want to do something bigger than yourself? Oh, many times when you leave a house oh, uh, uh, to the children, they, they argue and fuss and fight over it. You leave a car. Person that get it, everybody's jealous because mama and them didn't leave it to me. Hello, somebody. They all can fight over the stuff. Hello, somebody. Why don't you leave a legacy of the church house? Hello, somebody. A legacy of a sanctuary. Hello, somebody. And they can come in and they can argue if they want in the church house. Hello, somebody. Most likely they're going to get saved and get right. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Are you ready to do this thing? This is a proclamation. Oh, to stop the hesitation. Because when you hesitate, time will pass quicker than you realize. When you hesitate, oh, without a vision, the people perish. Hello, somebody. Those very same people that could have built 23 years earlier. Those very same people that could have, oh, given 23 years earlier were perishing without the house of the Lord. Hello, somebody. But we, church, have to be about our father's business. We've got to follow their example. They did it regularly and collected a great amount of money. Hello, somebody. A proclamation to end the hesitation. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. This is a proclamation to end the hesitation. Get on board in Jesus' name. Give God a hand and clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. All eyes closed and heads bowed. Saints are praying. Deacons, will you come? I'm so glad that that in that garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying, he, he was tempted to hesitate. Hello, somebody. Because he knew the price that he had to pay. He, he was tempted to hesitate as he prayed in that garden. His blood drops of, 
of sweat came down his brow. And the disciples wouldn't pray with him. This would be a solitary prayer meeting where he had a little meeting with God. Tempted to hesitate, but he said those immortal words that we've got to learn to say within this church, Lord, not my will. But thy will be done. Lord, I wish that this cup would pass me. I want to hesitate on this thing. Uh, This very thing for which I was born to do. I'm tempted to hesitate. But Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, and after he stopped hesitating, uh, they took him uh, from that garden. uh, Oh, and tried him uh, of crimes uh, that he didn't commit. Uh, Oh, tried him uh, to say that he was a thief. Uh, Oh, cried him, uh, oh, for crimes that he didn't commit. Uh, Oh, but I'm so glad uh, that he wasn't hesitating in that courtroom. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that he had a made-up mind. Uh, Oh, and after he was judged, uh, oh, they said crucify him. Uh, Oh, and this is where and why he probably was hesitating. Uh, Oh, because they began to beat him. They began to mock him. They began to scorn him. They began to beat the very image of man off of his body. Oh, but I'm so glad Oh, that he didn't hesitate. He took that beating. He took that mocking. Oh, and then they put a crown of thorn on his head. And I'm so glad that he didn't hesitate. Oh, he took that crown and they put a cross uh, on his back uh, and led him through the streets uh, of Jerusalem. Uh, I'm so glad, uh, oh, that he didn't hesitate. Uh, oh, for he carried that cross. Uh, oh, and he got to the hill called Golgotha. Oh, they laid that cross down uh, and they nailed him to that cross. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that he didn't decide to hesitate. Uh, for they nailed him to that cross. Uh, oh, and they put him up uh, between two thieves. Uh, I'm so glad that he didn't hesitate. Oh, and he was up on that cross. Oh, people were calling him all kinds of names. Oh, and mocking him on that cross. Oh, they pierced him in the side. But I'm so glad that he didn't hesitate. Oh, for he even said into oh, your hands I commit my spirit. Oh, he didn't hesitate. He died. I said he died on that cross and he didn't hesitate oh when he died he didn't hesitate they took him off that cross and put him in a borrowed tomb oh on that first day oh they thought they had him on that second day oh they thought they had him they thought the victory had been won but I'm so glad that he didn't hesitate on that Sunday morning when he got up with all power in his hands. I said he got up with all power in his hands. I said he got up with all power in his hand right early that morning. I said right early that morning. Oh, he got up. Oh, he got up 
for you and for me. And right now, there's somebody that don't know him and the devil's trying to get you to hesitate. Oh, don't you hesitate right now. Oh, you go, you say to your neighbor, neighbor, excuse me, I've got to get by. I've got to get my right, right, my life right with God. I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. And don't hesitate. Come forward. Hello again. This is right Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. 
We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Weed, Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if if your life has changed, if God really has spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms, and we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page. Or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality. And that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed I think that's God and I believe God can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.